Hey everybody, welcome to Good Question, where we're going to spend some time talking about what's good and what's true. My name is Curtis Childs and I'll be your host, and I have an awesome panel with me here today. Cara Dumb, Latin consultant for the New Century Edition, is here. Chris Dunn, community manager with Swedenborg Foundation. Chelsea Odener, production manager and writer for Swedenborg Life and a multitude of other things. Thanks everyone for spending some time, yeah. and thanks to all of you in the audience. Uh, if you've never played this game before, <laughs> it's easy and fun and rewarding. There's two things you gotta do. The first is like and subscribe, because that's the thing that's gonna keep this channel going. It's a sign of you appreciating us and the content we're making. And also then enter your questions in the chat. That's you in the chat there. All this stuff is, is not pre-rehearsed and it's, it's live and spontaneous, and we get our questions right out of what you guys are doing there. So get those in and we will answer them but first, we have an important, exciting announcement to make. Did you guys know that? Yeah, we have coming up a one-of-a-kind, first-of-its-kind, mm -hmm. in-person, off-the-left-eye experience. I'm talking about the off-the-left-eye experience 2020, Yay. entitled The Spiritual World Around You. This is June 5th through 8th, 2020, in Bryn Athen, Pennsylvania, where our offices are. We want you all to come and stay with us for the weekend, and we get to look at ideas from this awesome stuff and study them in depth and go in immersion from thing to thing to thing. Let's take this experience and stretch it out and see if we can't get deeper in. Okay, check it out here. There's a uh, link in the description, swedenborg.com slash event slash OTLE 2020. All of us are going to be there. Super fun. Oh, yeah. Hope to see you there as well. Okay, cool. All right, uh, that was a good rehearsal. Let's do the real thing now. <laughs> All right, what's the first question that we've got? Prelim minimal. Do you have any insights on to pray unselfishly if we have concerns of any kind? Okay, so we've got uh, the idea that there's this prayer is sort of a confusing thing because are you petitioning God to have things work more in your favor than for somebody else's? How much is motivation important when you're engaging in something? And and I would love to hear from all of you. What's your what's your practice? Do you have some experience with this? So. Hmm. Uh, I, um, so, you know, thy will be done. That's a good place to start. Um, yeah. I, I find that I pray for people to be able to align themselves with what is. Like, uh, however it is that the Lord's working things out, that people can somehow accept that and figure out how they can live with that. Mm. It's not very comforting. No. <laughs> but it's... Because because that's what we struggle against. Like, I can't accept that my loved one is not being healed of cancer or something like mm. that. But if we pray for them to be able to somehow accept that and know that there's that it's leading somewhere eventually to our highest good, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so more praying for their spiritual state yeah. than the physical state. Outcome, yeah, right. Which is, I guess, sort of was the Swedenborg's experience was he learned all this stuff and it wasn't, okay, here's how you change physical life. It was more, here's how you change your attitude and your motives and, and how you perceive things, and that's what leads to peace and happiness. So that's yeah. great. I love that. Uh, Chris or Chelsea? Yeah, um, I think I wonder the way I'm reading the question is um, – insights on I guess like how to pray unselfishly if we have concerns of any kind like potentially selfish concerns or something mm -hmm. <clears throat> and um and I guess the thought that is coming to my mind right now related to that is like remembering that the Lord does like loves us and wants to connect with us and understands that we have concerns so to sort of not feel uh, a sense of like it sounds a little bit like a self-judgment going on if it's like, oh, I've got these selfish concerns. So even to sort of soften into the like, there's this divine presence with me that wants to help me. If that was really the truth, how 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 might even my perspective on my selfish concerns might change? You know, like maybe mm -hmm. some sort of a compassionate perspective on on whatever it is that's coming up for you, you know, whatever those concerns are. Yeah, and do you think that people at times feel like, oh, I, c I couldn't ask for something that will benefit me because I have to ask for things that will benefit other people. But it seems like, how are you going to benefit other people unless you get the things right. you need to, to fill you out? Right, right? connecting with, yeah, with that love that's yeah wants to be benefiting us as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I, Swedenborg will talk about, it's it's okay to want to have nice things and be well cared for if, if the overarching purpose is to be useful. Yeah, you know? yeah. But you can certainly, without building the right foundation for yourself, you're, you're not doing anything 
for anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Crystal. Yeah, I, I just was reading a book and uh, one of my favorite quotes in it was, um, treat yourself like someone you're responsible for. And, yeah. you know, to me, mm. uh, like when I think about selfish versus unselfish prayer, it's really about like your end goal, like is your intention to, um, to connect to God in prayer for the sake of maybe becoming a better person or getting certain things so that you can in the end do good with that. Mm-hmm. That to me is, is a noble thing. But if it's just for the sake of self outside of any other broader goals, I think that's the discernment that needs to happen. Why are you praying? Yeah. You know, what's the end goal? Right. Yeah. Well, that, that makes me think of, um, Swedenborg in a couple of passages that we were looking at for some shows talks about people who they believe in God, but that's because they believe God will benefit them. And the less mm. that life or God benefits them, the less that they believe. Mm. So mm. that makes me think when, if I'm turning to God and asking for something, the, the good thing I can get out of that is just even realizing that, oh, I am not in control of whether this thing happens yeah. or not. Even that asking regardless of whether I get the object, can be, to me, that's more, much more valuable than whatever I'm asking for, is reinforcing that belief that, that Swedenborg says is the key to all peace and happiness, that it's up to God. It's up to God. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I like that. Preliminal. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for giving us that, that journey of pronouncing your name, and thank you for that question. Okay. Next one is Candice Andrea. Where does mental illness come from? Can we just clear that up real quick? Yeah, real quick. <laughs> real quick. Well, yeah. What do you think? Well, as far as I think what, I mean, Swedenborg was writing in the 1700s, so I'm not up to speed on modern, I don't know. So, I mean, I'm, I'm bringing some of my own contemporary understanding, but then sort of trying to understand what Swedenborg does say about it. And one of the things he, he does say um, is that, we are spirits in a body, and yet if the vessel of our body, it can have issues with it that make it make the spirit not be able to function through it in a proper way. And so there's definitely that there can be a physical, you know, whether we call it biochemical or whatever sort of uh, aspect to, to mental illness that, um, that is that is at play. That can be at play, but it's a very, mm. there's, it's a complex phenomenon i think yeah so i think there's more to it than just that but right or there could be uh, one of my hopes is that eventually we get some real serious study from people who do understand everything about modern psychology and look at swedenborg's model and is there where, where is the crossover because he seems to describe he definitely talks about a separate category of things which he's calls doesn't call mental illness uh, yeah, the term wasn't around but yeah. we'll say like i'm thinking of the section where he says nobody is reformed in a state of it is, I don't know if it's without translated mental illness or okay, without yeah. rationality. In there, there's some subcategory where he talks about mental impairment. Yes. And that seems to be separate from there are a lot of things that today fit under the umbrella of mental illness, which would be, I think, epitomized in um, you know the voices that people hear in their heads, which Swedenborg seems to describe that having a very direct spiritual cause, but yet also has these... Um, other states of of mental illness that he doesn't necessarily label in the same way. So I, I just reinforcing what you said that yeah. there's there's a complex interaction of multiple systems there that leads to our conscious health or or disquiet. And there is a certain amount. I guess what I've been recently noticing, and so I'll be interested to hear what other people have to say, is just that the sort of umbrella term of mental illness covers such a spectrum from like serious sort of disorders that really impair somebody's life to the experience of just anxiety or depression states of mind that we can all go through or that we all do go through and yet that is sort of on that spectrum of illness just like oh i have a cold it's like oh i'm going through this tough mental physical you know state or something and so it's hard to discern you know talking about those different categories but as far as sort of the anxiety, depression, states like that, that can, that in a lot of ways, from a Swedenborgian perspective, have a place in just, that's part of our spiritual development, is like we're going to go through states like that. And so less of it being, something's wrong, we need to 
get rid of this experience as soon as possible mm. or something mm-hmm. like there's a way to sort of okay this is what's happening there's a way to hold the space for it and work through whatever's coming up i guess right. yeah other thoughts chris cara I'm having no thoughts. Good, I'm good, having good. mental Let's blindness. just be honest okay. about what you're thinking. <laughs> well, um, where does mental illness come from? The last thing I want to say about that is where does any mental anything come from? The, the whole Swedenborg experience is this, this grand reframing of what consciousness is and that we don't really go through anything m- mental that's not somehow influenced by our position in the spiritual world and how we're relative to communities and spirits and everything there. Just like here, I can feel there's like an air conditioner on my back here that I can feel the lights here. Like there's almost nothing, very little that I experience in physical senses that's not influenced by my position in the physical world. So you couldn't just single it out and say that, yeah, right, the states that we tend to categorize as mental illness come from some other source than all the other states that this is the whole thing is not answerable right now. <laughs> okay, but that's a great start. Right, and I do yes. feel like, um, oh, th- yeah, go ahead. Just, <laughs> I just find myself thinking the question of like, well, if we could understand where it comes from, what would we do about it? And I do think the sort of where, how can you approach mental illness is also from both of those sides. You know, like there could be some benefit to approach it from a very physical understanding, even to the point of, you know, are you like sleep, just like basic sort of, like you were saying, the air Mm. conditioner, the lights, like we live in an environment that is so often overstimulating to even just our physical systems Mm. that we can have sort of disturbed mental states from just going through our days, you know, Mm -hmm. or something where it's so like, there's physical ways to sort of adapt or adjust your environment that could bring some relief and then also sort of spiritual approaches too that could help bring relief so it's an inch like it's worth sort of taking uh you know a perspective of all of those sort of categories to see how could things be adjusted to help create a balanced state inside yeah, holistic look yeah. at it okay yeah. so why don't we do a bunch of shows about that i mean we sort of <laughs> no, i'm sure we'll do more of a great question candace thanks so much let's uh let's look at the next one beat dawson in december 2004 a tsunami in indonesia killed 225 thousand people how did the spirit world handle all those souls coming over at once how is something like that organized so yeah i mean what if there's a there's a balance we're talking about in the afterlife to this life if there are all these complex placements that swedenborg describes of where people are and where they end up like even looking past the tragedy and the sadness for all the people who are Mm. here still and have lost people how does that even work? I'm, maybe you guys have answers to that. My, my sense is there's not a lot of description on it, but is anything popping out mm. to anyone? Uh, some of the uh, thoughts I have around that kind of question would be that, so I mean, the spiritual world is, uh, is without time and space, although there's a semblance of that there, um, um, just to show progression. Um, Swedenborg does say that the more... Uh, people enter into something, the more perfect it becomes. Um, mm. So I would imagine that while it's hard to answer that directly, how do you, how is, how is this whole like kind of infusion of hundreds of thousands of people organized? That's something that I've not encountered in Swedenborg before. Mm. Um, but I do know that uh, heaven delights in more and more people coming into the system to make the whole better. So yeah. there's a there's a desire for uh, new angels outside of tragedy, of course. Um, right. And and there's not just one set of pearly gates. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So uh, there's a lot more than two hundred twenty-five thousand souls in heaven yeah. that are. Uh, the way Swedenborg makes it sound is a lot of those people, the angels, are employed in welcoming mm-hmm. those who are coming from Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's plenty, plenty of people to assign to the jobs. Yeah. (laughs) The only thought that's coming to my mind too about that is that I think it's somewhere phenomenal. Like you can just miss it, but that Swedenborg says, I guess maybe in heaven and hell or conjugal love or something where some remark, it's almost like a passing remark, but he says something like a quarter of heaven or something is made up of the, of 
infants who have who have passed on who have like become angels from infancy Mm. you know Mm. and like so just this like heaven is totally weighted to the side of just like these angels that just had the briefest time on earth and are now just this like these forces of love (laughs) in the afterlife and I just for some reason that came to mind of like when you have some like massive amount of sort of tragedy and this you know people moving on to the other world I just think of that how many more of those of these just completely you know angelic beings are just there to welcome people yeah Yeah. right Para was saying uh, yeah, at one point he just says, moving to the spiritual world from the physical world is like moving from a little town to a great city. And that we we think of it as, well, oh, there's one place, there's heaven, how do people get into it? But you think about the world and, and how big it is and how do we handle the influx of new people being born all the time, that mm-hmm. there it's even it's even a much larger system right, that, yeah. that uh, is, is um, it's just as real and just as vivid as what's going on here. So mm-hmm. thanks, yeah. Pete, for, for giving us something to think about there. Hey, let's, uh, let's take a look at the next one. This is Jen. Will we experience emotions such as love or fear or disappointment in heaven? Hmm. What do you think? Is it is it all uh, joy? Well, so I wouldn't say that because we've got love in there. Yeah. Is there the same variety of emotions that we have here? Or is, is that side of life still valued and important? Are we just looking at amazing books the whole time? What What's it <laughs> like? What's the emotional side of not even just life after death, but heaven like? Um. I don't think it's a very, it's not quite the same as uh, being on earth, the kind of like intense negative emotions that you can experience um, in our earthly life. But, uh, but Swedenborg does say how angels, we, we retain our sense of self and our sense of self is what, when we get caught up in our own self image and in our own self concern, that is what brings on such negative emotions like fear and disappointment and you know that kind of stuff and so he does say that angels still have a sense of self and so they go through phases where their that uh self-concern is more or less kicked up in them and when it gets kicked up they kind of descend a little bit in their angelic state and then but then only to become more you know reconnected or whatever on the Mm -hmm. other after going through a phase like that so there is still a yeah, shifting cycles. Mm. There's still, still a use to some of those uh, mm-hmm. other states of being, too. Yeah, awesome. Chris? I just had a, a random image pop, pop in my head about, um, like, when angels experience inhabitants in hell, um, thinking about, like, just different situations. And I could imagine that an angel would desire and feel, I don't know about disappointment, but um, just truly desire that people experience outside of heaven what heaven's joy is like. And mm-hmm. so if I think about the range of emotions you might experience as an angel, it's encountering people, knowing the system that you're in, how profoundly uh, connected and loving that space is um, when you see people operating outside of that of their own accord. Um, I'd imagine there's some kind of Heartache stirring something. of something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Good point. Well, the spirits that Swedenborg is around certainly display all kinds of emotions and even the angels yeah. the angels will sometimes they've got attitude sometimes <laughs> like indignant or like yeah. almost a, through translation like a little snarky and yeah. so there's definitely not that people have kind of checked out and they're just blissed out and hey man everything's fine sassy even though angels yeah they, they got they got this sort of sassy angels but what i'm thinking about is um well does god experience that stuff and well we can't understand God in essence, Jesus as person, as divine coming into, or the, the divine that we can see and understand best, Jesus had um, fear mm-hmm. when we, there's all these kinds of stories about Jesus kind of waking up to just, we just in a recent episode of, I, I think of Sweet Morgan Life Live talked about Jesus starting to understand how bad the state of the human race mm-hmm. was and almost not wanting to deal with that, just knowing how much risk there was. Uh, there was certainly fear experience there. I would think angels, I, I, Swedenborg talks about holy fear, or that mm. w- you know, fear is always gonna kind of accompany the potential to have something you love harmed. And so when we just love our reputation and, and material gain, when that stuff is threatened, there's fear all around. Mm. But even though angels have this trust in God, 
they they care so deeply about stuff that when that uh, about people when that's threatened i imagine there's some kind of fear there mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but all for a good good use but thanks jen mm-hmm. that's great yeah. okay yeah. guys i'm gonna have to cough <coughs> okay. yeah, what happened when I was gone? We survived. Okay. We're still here. Let's do uh, our next question. Matthew Bush, please define poor mm. in spirit according to Swedenborg. Mm. Oh, man. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be comforted. Is that the one? See, Maybe. See God? Can you look that up, Chris? But, but look it up. Look it up. Look up. Mm. Um, commercial break. Yeah. Because, okay. So poor is always ha- has to do with humility. Right, mm. that the, that p- if you're being poor in spirit, you are, uh, you're not believing kingdom of heaven something about it. yeah. What's that? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Oh. Okay, and what does it mean? <laughs> uh, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, we could look that up. And, uh, Probably humility. I mean, that's what I guess. Yeah, isn't that what you just said? Poor always means humility. Poor, poor yeah. is is humble. Yeah. Um, but I but he will often like well, There's as probably, Chris, yeah all kinds of fun. Yeah. Looks up that phrase. I think we can wait. Well, how, girl, how was your day today? <laughs> it was pretty good. Thanks. Was it good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Time with my Great. little girl. Oh, good. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah. You know, we're going to get a cold front moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really yeah. Can cool. you believe it? Snowflakes. Snowflakes. Above that. Historic something. Four. And, the, the, and um, the, hey, what about these uh, local sports? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I heard this. This is too much well. pressure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sweating. Oh, All wait. We got something? Oh. No, never mind. Okay. Um, but I, 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 I know that Swedenborg would probably do a sort of spin on it that would surprise me. But just in the fact that the biblical quote says, the, um, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, I just have to think that that's the sort of like, if you've got, uh, I was just hearing about the, you know, it's easier, the whole thing of like, you can't, it's like, a rich person going to heaven is like trying to fit a camel through the eye of a needle. Yeah. And like from a Swedenborgian spin on that, that's like, that is our, our ego, you know, or like mm-hmm. our sense of self, a really large sort of proud, you know, sense of self. But yeah. then, but if you've let go of that or sort of surrendered that to a, you know, to more um, heavenly things, then, you know, then the pathway is clear. But so I would think that poor in spirit gaining the kingdom of heaven is that surrendering like you were saying yeah because there's times when ego he just, concerns oh right right there's, there's times when he describes um oh there you go sp- oh, spiritual life of people who have been genuinely humbled anyway oh that's it we had the humility thing way in the beginning <laughs> so, i'm sure that there's, there's more nuance in there but it, it, yes. it's interesting because at times he talks about spiritual riches as being knowledges of goodness and truth mm. so you if you were just thinking literally you'd say well poor means you don't have any goodness and truth but i think really poor is understanding that none of the goodness and truth originate yeah. in you it is yours. are yours yeah. like I, i'm poor and this was this relates to swedenborg's continually baffling stance to the spirits around him that he was nothing that these spirits would come yes. in and try to get his ego going in different ways and he would say oh i'm nothing i'm really nothing and they're like what do you mean you're nothing because swedenborg had this belief such a firm belief that goodness and truth and, and everything that's great was coming from the lord through him and that really made him too slippery for the spirits to, to yeah. grab onto they couldn't so hook great. him mm. and i think this if you're poor in spirit you're saying oh even if you understand things really well and people may even say you're you're great at this i'm i like you who acknowledge this? Is not, none of this is mine. I'm, I'm using this, but this is not mine. The God is awesome. That's that's the poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. That's how you get. And the kingdom of heaven, that is the, the state of mind when the Lord rules all things. You know, totally. the king is not. You're the king of the kingdom of heaven. You know, you're living in the kingdom of heaven. So, uh, that's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So Matthew Hi. Bush, you you got it. You stumped us the most so far. <laughs> that was awesome to get to do a little uh, research right there and just proved how much we do know Swedenborg because we said oh, I think it's this. And we looked it up and it really was that. So. <laughs> oh, I missed somebody in the chat. You're welcome. Oh well, too bad we can't scroll. Okay, let's let's go to the next question. Brian Last, what are your thoughts about pre-birth planning, where mm. we plan our lives ahead of time, even how or when we cross over? I do want to hear what you guys have to say about this. What are your thoughts on? Because that's definitely out there. Has anyone everyone heard of that before? Yeah, I've heard not, of it. not really. Just okay. That we choose our own parents, for instance, hmm. that kind of thing. I guess I've just sort of heard about it, sort of yeah, 
um, pop culture. Plan our lives ahead of time. Yes. Uh, to be clear, I haven't heard of it in Swedenborg. No. I've heard of, but I've heard of it on the internet, um, in videos, in articles where people talk about. Look, this whole thing was. I'll tell you how I understand it, and you can react to that concept. This whole thing, us doing here, we we chose like okay, we'll we'll work together at some point. Yeah, we contracted somehow right, to right. Or if somebody um, were say to to harm you in some grievous way, you and that person worked that out ahead of time as souls. And this is probably amalgamating a bunch of different mm. iterations yeah, of yeah. this, but I'll I'll lay it all out there. So you did that. Or you chose your parents, or you maybe have a little group that that sort of rotates life after life. Some people. Sometimes you're the kid, sometimes you're the parent, sometimes you're the enemy, and we are living out that contract, and the contract in the end, it's designed that we learn something through it, and then we've gained that wisdom uh, through life. Hmm. So what do you guys think? Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. <laughs> well, I, okay, I'm not, I, I do have, well, the thing that I don't like about it is that it makes it feel like this is all... A play that this is something we are acting out even to learn something it's fine when you think about it in the like this situation if we had pre-planned that okay that's fun when you think about the, the terrible things that people go through something about that and, and the choice of good versus evil that and, and understanding really I should do this I shouldn't do this if the whole thing is just kind of a, a setup to me that cheapens it. I can see, or, or that that raises serious questions about that, and 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 so I can see the other side, which is what a relief it would be if actually the people that you that you hate or you think are better than you or whatever. No, we we it is an amazing feeling when, let's say, I sometimes when I'm watching basketball and people are really playing hard against each other, but then afterwards they're friends. To me, that is a little bit like, oh, that's nice. Or when uh, you, you do see actors behind the scenes, friends with each other, the, the characters, you get so wrapped up in how they're attacking. There is something <laughs> cool about that. Hmm. My main qualm with it, though, is I planned out my Yeah, life. what do I what, know? That's who are you going to, you're going to outsource that to me? I don't think so, man. How am I going to know that? And I had some great way. I don't want to be in charge of that. So That's, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Those are a couple. That's my listen. I'm not trying to be offensive, but that's my initial rant about why it doesn't necessarily click for me as emotionally satisfying. And I don't. Swedenborg never doesn't discuss anything pre-birth. Mm. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the only thing that I, I mean, this isn't this isn't a, a parallel, but uh, what came to my mind was like Swedenborg's talk about predestination and how, like, in a sense, uh, he was working to give people an insight that predestination which is essentially having a predefined salvation before you even come onto mm -hmm. the earth um your your path is already laid out you're either going to heaven or going to hell it's already made up um yeah. that he he's rallying against that saying that uh any predestination but predestination to heaven is contrary to divine love yeah. um and so like God is always working towards giving us a pathway to heaven, but we have freedom in that. And that freedom comes over the course of a lifetime of making choices about who we fundamentally want to be. Um, and so I like that idea outside of uh, having no freedom once we're conscious in this life because the path is already laid for us. That to me is less empowering as an individual. Can we just do, if we're, if we're laying out things before, can we make them shorter? Like, I, really? Like, I'm going to be living out the consequences of the, those choices for 35 years and longer? Uh, yeah, to, to me, it's like, that's too long for, for, for me to be sort of on rails and just living out what I decided was, was there yeah. beforehand. Yeah, I feel like I'm much happier with the arrangement where there is a God and I'm not yeah. that thing. <laughs> and, and my life is about having a relationship with that being and presence and source of wisdom and love <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. let there's sort of a joy that I get to experience uh my life in this you know self-agency sort of way but to know that that I'm not the one in charge is is a very wonderful thing yes <laughs> so. I find that as a relief as well and, but some people don't like that they they want to be 
in charge of their own life, which you kind of are. But um, I, yeah, I, I like what you said about outsourcing. I, I would not want my limited understanding of anything to be what was determining my path. Yeah. Well, I love diffusing credit. From ahead of time. I'm sorry. sorry I, I thought ahead. you had like a dramatic pause. Yeah, there, yeah. Right? I, I, I thought I was, you had stopped yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, the people at home, they're going to be bored if I don't say Radio something silence. right now. Do you have any more things? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk it's through just, that. It's just bad hosting etiquette to just like cut somebody off no, at the end. I, it doesn't sound finished. Go ahead. What were you going to say? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'll share it. <laughs> no, I was just. Is it hot in here? I was going to say um, that I do like to look for like what's the truth of love in an idea? Or what's the, the love in an idea? That there is something. When I think about mm-hmm. the, the, the depths of fear that I've been in, when I was most afraid of something and most dismayed by something and, and by life situations and having these existential fears about life or myself, or, or and, and which may not sound that intense, but when it was, when they were really intense, it would be the most amazing thing in the world. Like some, oh, if you think about this situation, this person has harmed me in this way and I can't believe this has taken this course, to be able to be like, oh, it's okay. I actually wanted this for my own benefit. Right. There is like a comfort in there. It kind of, be- it's kind of like a segue to Providence or something. It's you know, a like seg- it's a, some mm. version of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if and if and and it would be like, oh, it's me, and this is the person I can trust the most is me because yeah. It, it, yeah. the person I know has my back is me. So I do think as yeah. you know, Swedenborg is is illuminating this idea that actually all the goodness and truth we have is coming out of the Lord. The Lord loves us more than we love ourselves. Eventually, we get that feeling of knowing the Lord is guiding things to the right. You get this sense of like, oh, that was me. Yes. That was me. So right. I I don't know. I, I bet that. If for people to latch onto ideas and love them, there's probably some truth in there, even if the details may not be actually representative of what happens. So maybe there's an emotional truth to that as well. I just feel like totally. I was a little harsh on the whole thing. Yeah, but, well, and that's that's what I was thinking too. Was like where we plan our lives ahead of time, or even how or when we cross over is like I might be in a place where I know that I don't, but that's but I can trust that there is someone who does. You know, or yes. like I have that trust. So there's like a. Right. Yeah, when you don't yet, then yeah, it feels terrifying to mm. you're free falling, you know, through mm. life. That, that's good. Um, I'm coming back. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're just like free falling <laughs> right there. Right. No, but that <laughs> that is another um, that's another thing that it brings is purpose. <laughs> that if you look at it just from materialist reductionist, nothing matters, and it was just a, an accident that all this stuff happened. To be able to say, mm-hmm. no, there was planning mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. That's where you have the Swedenborg idea of providence and that idea converging, mm-hmm. is that there mm-hmm. is order, there is planning. It's just a, the detail of uh, where's the mind there? Where is it? Yeah. Great. That was awesome, Brian. Thank you very much. And I uh, hope you felt like we addressed what, what you were talking about. Hey, if anybody's enjoying anything that they've ever seen in their life on this channel, <laughs> please take a moment to, to support us. We are a nonprofit, so we've got to have your support. Here's a little video about how you can do that. We want the ideas and insights we cover to be available for free to anyone, anytime they need them. As a nonprofit, we depend on donor support to enable us to continue creating high quality programming. This season, we're featuring the opportunity to become a member of our community of sustaining supporters by signing up to give a monthly donation. If you've benefited from our content, please consider going to otlemonthly.cosbox.com to join the central network of people in the world who make our work possible. Our sustaining supporters are the backbone of what we do at Off the Left Eye. Your support helps the ideas in our content reach and nourish thousands of people every week around the globe. We couldn't do it without you. Give if you can, receive if you need. If we cycle through this way, in the end, everybody wins. Hey everybody, we heard a rumor going around that some people in their chat were asking, how did they look that thing up in the middle? And we were, well, fair, it's fair, fair, it's fair. Uh, our good friends at the website newchristianbiblestudy.com. There's a whole Swedenborg's writing search engine in there, which we love to use. We're using it right now. Go over. Dot org. Dot, dot org dot com. Um, <laughs> does anybody do dot org? Yeah, I guess they do. So, newchristianbiblestudy.org. Go over there and hang out and search Swedenborg. Okay. Yes. Let's do some more questions. Yes, the, the uniquely Swedenborgian Bible search. 
It yeah, sure is. It's got all the ratings. What you just said it probably is. <laughs> it's got it's got a few of our videos in there. I hate to say it, but since <laughs> Kendall M, since dreams are messages or topics from the spiritual realms, should we tar- start taking them more mm-hmm. seriously and taking note of what they mean? Are they messages that are tailored to us? Yeah. Are we? I think sitting... they certainly can be. Say oh, more. That, that's just what I was. That that was just a launching point. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. We're launched up. Mm. <laughs> I've noticed that I haven't done it much, but whenever I have started to take note of my dreams or write them down, they start get getting more vivid. Or maybe I just notice them more, but definitely I start having them more often and they seem to hold more meaning. So mm. it does seem like you can affect your dream life through taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. But according to Swedenborg, are they messages tailored to us? I just saw a passage that says that's what some of the angels' jobs are, is um, feeding people dreams. I had never seen that before. Mm. Oh, <laughs> dream weavers. Yeah. Dream weavers. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah, I think Swedenborg gives a list somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. A list? No. Um, of the different kinds of dreams that we can have, and that some of them definitely are um, have sort of spiritual nutrition in them. Um, and then some are sort of less so, but I really wonder, um, I feel like I've, I've said this before, maybe when we've had questions on dreams, but I do think that there's, there can definitely be a use for reflecting on our dreams and, uh, cause we'll find something out of them, you know, right. uh, and sometimes you can be struck, I guess I sometimes for myself think about what the feeling is that it is giving me if it's a strong feeling whether it's negative or positive that sort of i kind of i feel like that sort of alerts me to pay a little bit more attention to it mm. and but usually if it's a negative one i have to let it sit for a while before i sort of slough off the layers underneath the sort of what might be scary elements or something and get to something just like sometimes it's just the purest simplest little message that is like mm. Mm like direct and yet for some reason it came with like all these layers of intense scary feelings around Mm. it or something so that's Mm -hmm. i always just think don't just like oh i don't want to look at that if it's a scary one or Mm. something it's like it could take some time but there are sometimes really sweet messages in the scary ones Mm. (laughs) so i found a a passage that talks about three types of dreams three types of dreams maybe i could read it real quick Mm -hmm. secrets of heaven yes that's right that was a good year it was a great year Great year. Okay, so there are three types of dreams. The first type comes from the Lord immediately by way of heaven. Such were the prophetical dreams spoken of in the word. The second type comes by way of angelic spirits, especially those who are situated in front and above or over towards the right where the paradise gardens are. Pure Swedenborg. Pure Swedenborg, 1976. (laughs) This was the source of the dreams that members of the most ancient church had, so the earliest people, dreams that were instructive. The third type comes Mm -hmm. by way of the spirits who are close to a person when he is asleep. These two carry spiritual meanings. Delusory, Delusory dreams, however... Oh, this is a fourth? It is. However, they come from a different source. Delusory. So that means delusional? No, it's dreams for the losers. (laughs) Thank you. Do we need the Latin, Cara? Do we need the... Yeah, I'm trying to think of it. I mean, it's related to delusion. Does does that mean... um... So it sounds like, are they messages that have value and meaning? Aliunde? Aliunde? That one from some from another source. Oh, uh, that means, oh, oh fantastica. fantastica, fantastica. Well, that sounds good, fantastica. Yeah. So it sounds like so they can be sort of the like like inside out, like the dream sequence of inside out. I, have, like I still haven't seen inside out. So oh. No, I haven't. I heard it was really good. Never, okay. Let's watch it right now. Do you look it up on YouTube? <laughs> sure. You want to watch that? Do you have Net- so, Netflix? I do. But so we list these three types of dreams and they all sound spiritually meaningful. It's just like different Mm -hmm. grades, like Mm -hmm. your maple syrup, like A, B, (laughs) C, like it sounds like that's what you get with your dreams. 
Mm. Instructional, really mm. instructional, or like heavenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lord instructional. Yeah, meaning, <laughs> meaningful, instructional, and yeah, serious. Super download or something yeah, like yeah. that. Then That's the so fourth one. The, the fourth one. Prophetical. The, the Come from a different source. Yeah, what so, the heck is that? And I've heard him other times say you source. can get dreams that are intentionally misleading or negative from evil spirits. And you, but, but to me, it's like when I write down dreams and, and this, this, objects in them and the symbols i do like to hold it really loose because they're speaking a language and i don't know if i know what that language is like yeah if there's a dog i have a dog in a dream that's that's green i gotta get a green i gotta paint my dog green but yeah. it's not that simple and that people can certainly latch on to something in a dream and it can cause a problem for them so you just you can yeah let it as you were describing Chelsea, let it settle in your mind and eventually god can pull meaning out of it you know if if it's if it's there mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other I just I guess I just sort of think that like our minds are designed to dream. You know, like we have this capacity for dreaming and we need it, you know, like yeah. it helps our health, does things for our brains and like but it's like not every time you do that thing is necessarily going to end up be being this some conscious piece for, of yeah, of, of uh, spiritual whatever messages but it's like but that's still a valuable you know i don't know i'm just thinking like if i draw pictures i might draw a bunch of different pictures and one of them's really great but some of them Mm -hmm. are like "Eh, they were good practice but it wasn't it was just sort of a mess of things or something i don't know so i'm thinking of a a mailbox and when i go to the the post office to to open up my mailbox some of the stuff whoa this really means something to me (laughs) the other thing is like but they're all in my mailbox together so cool Kendall good thanks for giving us a chance to think about some dreams (laughs) let's do uh, another one this is from Steve if it's God's will then why ask for anything Mm -hmm. hey you guys are sitting around you you listen just choose a side you came in at first talking about (laughs) prayer and you're asking for people's experiences to match up with but then God's got a plan God's smart and good so how do we um, survive in this world that has both of those truths or how, how do all of you balance that those two seeming mm. forces mm. well I don't know I do think I think it's part of God's will that we live as if of ourselves yeah. <laughs> so that's part of the deal like that's what the Lord wants is for us to have to have this it, the Lord really wants a partnership with us um, and so that's worked into the whole dynamic even if even if in our show on like spiritual freedom that we gain more freedom the more we are united to the lord's will just like mm-hmm. how he says when angels the highest angels have this super clear sense of a sense of self this like selfhood that is this unique thing and yet they're the most connected to how they are nothing apart from the lord and so there's this like beautiful correlation between it being God's will and us feeling like it is us. Right. So that's a cool thing. Yeah, happening. You guys have any uh, thoughts on that conundrum? I go back to what I said before at the beginning. Is it just I ask for okay? Let me line up with it. Help me. Help me feel like this is okay. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I, right. yeah I do hardly ask for anything because it seems <laughs> wait you why would for you something our day. well i ask you for something <laughs> but i don't know about the big yeah. guy yeah <laughs> chris will get things done no yeah. i'm a, uh, no, yeah, go getter. Yeah. which brings to mind that quote about uh since the lord cannot benefit us directly he works through other people yeah that's right uh, well i'm not trying to you know make enemies in high places but god's will is not that strong uh, this is what I mean by that. God's will is, or it's not, it's certainly not an absolute um, power in that God's will is for everyone, a heaven from the human race, for everybody to be profound, deeply and profoundly happy, I even think. Um, Swedenborg describes it at one point. That is what God wants. How's everybody doing? Yeah, right. You know, right. And the human race, right. human race wide. I mean, it, sure, it was God's, it was order that God said that, you know, we, I want this to be freely chosen happiness, so I'm creating the 
you know, there a possibility will emerge that you could live in a different way. But really, the the amount of God's, we have a large opportunity to mess that will up. And even out of guess, God could, but doesn't um, change that. And so the so we have to play our part, or else God's will can't happen. When we say, "Thy will mm-hmm. be done." We're actually, we've got to say that in order for it to be happening. And I feel like the, the, something that is sacred is the asking, that even the asking for something is an act that, that affects that. That Swedenborg says that the, pr- the primary influence of prayer is that it introduces a humility into you, which, which does change mm. the spiritual state of things. If you say, particularly if you're saying, will, will you do something, the conditions are different after that than they were before. Because you've mm. added, it changes, and there's another time when Swedenborg says sometimes when somebody really, really wants something and, and is holding on to that, God can't give it to them until they relax that. Because mm-hmm. if he did in the moment, that would just reinforce this idea that I need to get what I want, what my own power mm-hmm. gives me things. Mm-hmm. If, the, if the end game is us having the mind that can accept love and wisdom because of our humility, asking for something is an act. Just like me going and helping somebody is an act, asking for somebody else's happiness. Mm. They've got to have some kind of, somehow, even though the impulse for that can come from God, somehow it plays a part, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, covenant is a partnership. Partnership requires two active parties. You know, it's like God's will is ever-present, always guiding you in a good way. But uh, it's a dance that you have to step into as well. Um, so to ask for anything or to participate in anything is a requirement. I mean, you, you, you have to enter into that covenant willingly and actively um, yeah. in order for it to work. Right. And, and I do the, and mm. Swedenborg writes somewhere, I don't have the number offhand, but that the, the very part of a person that is animated by the Lord like the part where the Lord is flowing into us is the very thing that makes it seem as though we are acting of ourselves, you know, like, so that like, if the Lord's will is flowing through us, then it's going to have to be lived out in the form of somebody making a choice from themselves, you know, so that like what you were saying about like, thy will be done. It's like, well, then we're the ones that have to go and do something. But, and so when I, and when even when I ask myself, what would be the Lord's will in this situation? I can think back on like, okay, what does the Lord want? Like, what does the Lord care about? You know, these different things. And I just often find I'm still presented with several options of what I could do that could all be in accord. Yes. <laughs> Technically with the Lord's will. Yes. And so I'm just, I have to go in a certain direction and somehow me going in whatever direction that is, is participating mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that, in that mm-hmm. life flow. Right. So. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, there you go. There's some thoughts, intention. You know, there's there's all these choices out there. It was almost like, what do you? Regardless of what happens, what were you trying to do? You know. Yeah, there, there's that there, there's that quote about how um, you can't just stand there with your arms hanging at your sides. You know, it, participating in divine providence involves doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So weird. It comes down to your own. Who is it? Maybe, maybe it's the, the doctor who says that, I don't know where I've heard this, but you know, like it's easier to move a body that's in motion than yeah. to get a thing moving yeah. mm-hmm. from a totally inertial spot or something. Anyway. Right. Okay. That whole idea comes to mind. Stuart, uh, are we ready for the you know what? <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thank you so question. much. Thank you so much. Thanks, Steve. Guys, <laughs> nobody at home panic. Okay. I understand me saying that's going to make you panic even more. We are going to unleash a feature. Never yet unleashed in this show, in the history of this it show. Doesn't even have a graphic yet. Doesn't even have a graphic yet because if it doesn't work well this time, we're never doing he it might again. Never see this again. What we're gonna do now is the lightning round, where we're gonna go. Since we don't usually have time to get to all of your questions, we're gonna try to get to as many questions as we can in this last ten minutes. We may even just have one of us or one point five of us chime in on these things as they go. We are gonna try to answer all of your questions, Chris. You have access to the chat. Can you tell what people are asking that we haven't answered yet? Maybe these purple ones. Yes, I have a list. Okay. A list of questions. Okay, just hit us with the first one. Let's see what we can do. Okay. Between now and ten or nine eight fifty eight. Let's do it. Million. Question yeah. one. Okay. Panel, are you ready? Okay. Yeah. 
Get your buzzers ready. Yeah, okay. they can snap or something. Do you believe we come here to learn? This is a question from Mary Lee. If we do, are our higher selves unintelligent? Because there is no way my human self could teach my higher self anything I don't already know. Whoa. Okay. Do you believe we come here to learn? Yes. Yes. If we do, are our higher selves unintelligent? Yes. They are initially and then they grow. Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> they become better vessels for the Lord's love and wisdom. Awesome. Okay. Oh. Next, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. next question. Thanks, Mary Lee. Thanks, Chelsea. This one's from Patty Prescott. When I dream of people I have known who have passed over, is it really them in my dream? Yep. If you, if, if, if you can, if it feels like them, it's them. Okay. Thank you, Curtis. <laughs> Great. Next question. <laughs> Debbie Mercer. What does Swedenborg say about schizophrenia? He doesn't ever use that term. That wasn't a term in existence then. But the sim oh, well, if we're talking about hearing voices, uh, he, he describes symptoms like that originating in the spirits that are around people. Mm. Yeah. Great. Ding, ding. Thanks, Curtis. <laughs> Linda Barnes asks, I've had a couple of out-of-body experiences. What does Swedenborg say about those? Out-of-body experiences. They can happen. Our spirit is in a body. And so our spirit can be separate from the physical body. As he himself experienced many, yeah. many, 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 many times. Yes. A day. It's <laughs> a lot of times. So you still have a spiritual body. Yep. So you're still in a body. Thank you, Chelsea, Car, Dom, Curtis. <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We are on a roll. Is anybody counting? How, I We've guess done we'll 25. Count, like, okay. <laughs> Number 26 from Dave Collins. Hi, Dave. Can we come to harm in the spiritual world? Ooh spiritual world mm. define harm mm, define, define harm yeah. I don't think we can <laughs> yeah I don't <clears> think come to we harm can. in the spiritual world you can, you can feel distress and pain and things like that real yes. harm is spiritual harm meaning the love of what's evil and false you really build that up in the world so the spiritual world is more that's coming out and you're living it out right. rather than you're learning to be evil in the spiritual Our world earthly, the earthly realm is the place of the sort of spiritual freedom where we're making those sorts of yes, and the, and the guidance from from all the good powers in the spiritual world as you're discovering who you truly are isn't going to lead you wrong. Ding 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 ding. Thank you. We okay. do need some sound effects. <laughs> we're learning. <laughs> okay, Pamela Collins asks, "Does heaven have an emergency squad?" Heck yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Same. Swedenborg talks about Michael. The the figure in the Bible, Michael and his angels fighting the dragon, and that Michael is an image of a whole community of angels who who guard and defend divine truth. I think something like that. Fighting Protect truth. It. Yep. Yep. So it seems like that's sort of like an emergency squad. Probably not for broken arms, though. Right. No. I, spiritual emergencies. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Jesse, thank you. Uh, next question from Jen Bombay. I've been told when you speak your worries and negative thoughts out loud that you are allowing oh. negative entities to also hear them and mm. take advantage of your fears. Is this true? Mm. I like talking to myself, but... <laughs> Thanks, I, Curtis. I, I, <laughs> I, no. um, it does seem like at one point Swedenborg describes mm. the mechanics of that the spirits could hear something that was said but not heard. I hope I'm getting that right. Don't take that too seriously, but mm. there... Yeah, there may be something like that. Uh, that that thing there to me sounds a little more like the kind of fear that hell would want you in. If just if I'm working through this thing, maybe you're a verbal. There's such yeah. a thing as verbal. Uh, exp you have to say something. something. That's yeah. it. Verbal processors. If you are one, I don't think you're. In, I don't think the world is that scary. That evil spirits are going to jump right on you if you say things. And there's something about how it's more of an internal thing anyway. Like you. Uh, the negative entities are already like I mean, they're by talking about something you're actually opening up to the possibility of letting it letting be it released. Out. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, next question from Roya Hadadzada. I wonder if the next world, if yeah, I would just wonder if the next world is much better than Earth. Why all people wish to have longer earthly life. Oh, if the next I'm world is you. much better than the Earth, why I'm with people you. wish they'll have longer Earth? Lives? I'm with you, Roya. Oh, I, d I don't know. When they say, you could potentially be immortal by putting your um, mental capacity into a computer. No, thanks. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, I, right. I, I think it's, I mean, uh, um, 
people love the people that they love and they don't want to be parted. Sure. People are afraid of what they don't know, what they're what they don't know and what they don't understand. So um, I can understand why people would want to hold off on that next step. But sounds good to me up there. Yeah. Over there, around us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, guys. Next question. This one's for uh, Curtis. Uh, Chelsea, do you have an album coming out? Yes, it's coming out really soon. The, the album party is in two weeks. <laughs> yes. It's called Confident Hope. It is coming out uh, November 22nd. It will be available everywhere. And then, yeah, there's an album release party happening on the 23rd. Awesome. Yes. Thanks Watch for asking that, Joy. Woo. <laughs> Okay, sweet. So uh, we have two more on the docket. Let's get let's get done. Let's get. Oh, so there's no more questions. Yes, <laughs> this one's from Rain Lion Zero. Uh, are dreams uh, predictive to future events, or contain messages from the other side? If so, how do you interpret them? Similar questions for astrology. They Ooh, can like be predictive. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen it happen, but not all of them are, and there's many that predict things. They don't come to pass. So. And there's something about holding on to a sense of, you know, similarly that like our our self-choosing is really important that like um, evil spirits would want to take advantage of such a situation of like making you feel like you have to do something a certain way or mm-hmm. something, you know, like mm-hmm. if you don't do this, X, Y, and Z. So you might want to watch out for that kind of thing. But like if there's that sort of humility to it, I've heard people have dreams that, oh, so-and-so just passed over or is about to pass over or something that kind of yes i do want to say that the the instance i'm thinking of of a dream predicting something was extremely trivial it was that somebody bought a particular make and model of a car (laughs) when they you know that this person didn't know they were even in the market for a car but they saw it in a dream and then that that next day the person called them and said guess what i bought the new car it was the same make model and color as in the dream but as far as i had this dream that this that I did this terrible thing and this terrible thing was going to happen to me so now it's got to, got to go make it happen I don't I don't think that often works right. like yeah. that amazing how it's so trivial so yeah. fun hmm. okay. okay last question on our list for right now um, I'm being told tell Chad to ask more questions but we only got four no, minutes we, so probably we not don't, don't ask if you ask more questions we're in big trouble okay, okay. we're going to be in trouble just kidding last question Trent says uh, or asks did God deliberately make Swedenborg look Hufflepuff <laughs> in, in, yeah. In order to ordain a later rise of the new church, e.g., by command, uh, commanding mention of angels, is a, is angels a Hufflepuff kind of a thing? I did one. I did a I did a full blown psychology quiz about what Harry Potter you, thing you're, you're in. I I okay. am Ravenclaw. I feel slightly out of my depth here. <laughs> Me too. I don't. So I don't, Hufflepuff. I don't when I first thought Hufflepuff is like in Harry Potter, Hufflepuff is kind of like yeah, the, the, like yeah. sort of homely. Like, what's that guy? Neville is in Hufflepuff. So, is that I mean Swedenborg looks weird? So that, um, or what? But that's not the question. A later rise of the new church. A later God rise. deliberately or, uh, makes Swedenborg look Hufflepuff. So we can't answer the Hufflepuff. We don't know. And we don't know what he really looked like. All we have is pictures. I should of call him. my. Daughter. I mean paintings of him. Yeah. Right. Right. This is um, this is so tough. that so that something about angels. What was the second part? Um, by commanding mention of angels. By commanding mm. mention of angels. The answer is yes. Yes. It's a lightning round. We all agree. <laughs> yes, 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 we all yes. agree. Good. It's all happening as it should. Yes. It's Thanks, all unfolding Trent. as it should. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I hope it's not now. Mm. <laughs> Will Linden said only a Slytherin Will would ask something like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, so, Will. everybody, thanks Woo-hoo. so much for now that. Now we do the lightning like... <laughs> And if, okay. if at the end yeah. of the lightning round, if we answered all the yeah. questions, we all got struck by lightning, <laughs> like just graphic though. Uh, okay, thanks everybody. That's the end of our show. Hey, if you did enjoy that show, don't forget you can always like and subscribe. Ravenclaw. Okay, sorry. I saw somebody in the chat say that. And to prove to you that we are committed to giving you a great experience with Swedenborg's material throughout the week, here's what's coming up for us. We've got news from heaven on Thursday and Saturday. On Thursday. We're going to be looking at how order upgrades your life faster. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, your thoughts will destroy you unless dot, 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 tune in. Ooh, Short clips. We did a poll, <laughs> and the results are in. Did God create evil? One by a handy margin. And next, there was there is an ecosystem in your mind. So we'll see those on Wednesday and Friday, mm-hmm. respectively. Very close. Next Monday, we are going to be looking 
at the city of angels and asking what would a city of angels look like? How can we take these concepts that we're learning? What would it be like to live them out? What if we had communities based on that? How are angels interacting with us now? That's all Swedenborg in Life next Monday. The Monday after that, we're digging into another biblical concept in Swedenborg in Life Live. Who are the 144,000 in Revelation. So much to do and see. How could you not want to tune in all the time every day? Thanks, guys. That was really fun to get to <laughs> chat this through yeah. with you. Thanks for the lightning Crazy. round stuff. It Thanks to all of you for participating and, and making it happen. Hope you have a wonderful evening, and we'll talk to you soon.